Hi, this is Callie Kaysen, Franklin High School, Portland, Oregon graduate of 2000. Just here kicking it with Adam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to High School Reunion, the podcast. This is the podcast that lets you catch up with old friends, flings, and even foes. Now here's your MC for the event, Adam Brumfield. All right, here we go, folks. Got Callie Kaysen with me this week, so I'm pretty excited to catch up with him, and hopefully you guys are too. What's going on, man? Hey, Adam. How are you doing, man? Not too shabby, you know. I'm Good. I'm excited about <laughs> trying to get this podcast off the ground and running, and uh, you're my second interview. You're my second guest. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Who is your first lucky number one? Shout out uh, Andreas Williams. Dre. Andreas, yeah, yeah Andreas Dre. So, That's awesome. Um, he was the lucky winner. And uh, yeah. I started doing this uh, last year and I did two interviews, but unfortunately that external drive has been lost and oh, I don't man. have those files. So here we yeah, are starting all over again. But yeah. what's been going on with you, man? How have you been? What's, what's new in your world? I've been good, man. Um, you know, just, uh, navigating COVID, you know, like everyone else, For sure. um, just trying to, uh, support my kids in their, um, chosen venues of, uh, um, talent, I guess, if you will. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll have to dive into that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah, for sure. Uh, life's good though. Yeah. Life, life's really good. Travel a lot. And, um, anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's get into the kind of the purpose of the podcast a little bit and, um, you know, jump into the, the, the deep questions that everybody wants to know. Um, All right. Perfect. Incriminating. Who, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was, uh, Callie Kaysen in high school? What, what were, who were you? What was high school like for you? And, oh uh, man. Okay. Um, you know, here's the thing like you know those kids talk about glow ups and all that stuff now the term glow up um you know I, th- I feel like my freshman year and even into like part of my sophomore year i i feel like um i was still kind of living a middle school you know i went to kellogg and um i still feel like i was kind of living that same way um as far as like my own personal um like I don't want to say hygiene or anything, but you know, like I didn't really take care of myself. Like, like, uh, I think you I didn't want to grow up. I, I started to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Didn't want to grow up. Yeah. So, I don't, you know, um, I just kind of like lived my life. Um, it, I was still a little immature, didn't really have mojo, anything like that. <laughs> and, um, I think <laughs> I really, I don't know. I started to, I feel like the word blossom is so embarrassing, but I feel like I uh, really started to blossom more toward the middle at the end of my sophomore year. And um, from there, I think uh, high school was just like one big party for me. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think a lot of people can relate to that, though. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's enough people out there that probably were in the same boat. Kind of freshman year, you struggle a little bit, right? Because you're still trying to figure it out. You're the low man on the totem pole now. You're, you know, you're not that the big dog as an eighth grader. You're just a little twerp. <laughs> and so exactly. you're still trying to figure it out. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would say <laughs> sophomore year is probably right. You start to kind of maneuver your way through high school a little bit. You're figuring out, okay, these are the moves that I need to make 
to survive the next two and a half years, three years. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's spot on. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember too, um, you know, trying to break in early as a freshman. And, and what I mean by that is like, I, um, at the time the football team uh, still had, um, man, I can't remember the coach's name, um, but he had left during the summer of right before freshman year. So the summer of eighth to ninth, okay. he had moved to Tigard and started coaching at Tigard. Um, so I was trying to, my dad's like, Hey, let's go, let's go try out for the football team. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I was pretty lanky and, you know, not lifting weights or anything. And like, just still a little kid, like you said, you know, um, still trying to figure it out. And as an eighth grader. Um, and so he ended up leaving, he ends up leaving. He was actually one that, um, I believe came up with the motto MOC. I think that's um, right. Yeah. 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 And you know, and Andre, um, I, I don't know if you guys talked about his, I'm sure you probably did, but anyway, um, his MOC stuff and yeah. how it used to be across the back of the, you know, the bowl, um, down there at the track. And, um, I really wanted to play football for him, even though I wasn't really like built for football. I don't think, uh, hence the reason why I ran cross country, you know, uh, most of my, uh, high school life. Um, you know, I, I go in, I just felt like I didn't really belong. And, um, and, uh, I, I tried to like, be, I don't know if it was someone I, I wasn't, I don't know how to explain that, but you know, like, I, like you said, I was like the, the small man on the totem pole thing. And I was like, oh, I just don't know if this is for me. And I remember being super timid and like really, um, um, just afraid almost of like all these right. big, like, you know, juniors and seniors. And I'm like, these guys are giant, like they're adults, compared to me, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I'm going to hit against these guys, you know, like <laughs> scared the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. I had that conversation with a buddy yesterday, actually, that it was, and I mean, I guess every kid probably goes through this, but I just remember being a freshman and looking at seniors that had full beards and like everything <laughs> else. I was just like, I, I don't, I don't know that that's going to be me. Like, right, I'm yeah. just going to be a, a late bloomer, I guess. But yeah, I was like, these yeah. are adults. Is this high school? Like, where is that a teacher? Right. No, that's a senior. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, In fact, like, uh, it's weird because, like, the perspective now. You know, I'm almost forty. And like, um, my daughters, I have two daughters in high school and one in, um, uh, in elementary. But my two older daughters, you know, they have, uh, friends come over and stuff. And, uh, there's this boy that plays on the high school team here. Um, and the kid walks in and I'm like making a sandwich for my youngest daughter. And I look over, he's like, Hey, how's it going? I'm like, this kid is built like me. Dude. Like this guy's like a full on adult. And I'm like, dude, yeah. was was I that big back then? Or were those kids that big? And I, it was just weird. The perspective of like, okay, he's still young in the mind, but his body shows differently, you know? Um, and then being like an eighth grader, looking at someone like that and you're like, Oh dude, like I'm going to crap my pants, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I think kids are just, they're just built different today. I guess. I don't know. My oh, niece oh, is like that. And my, yeah. my niece is almost six feet tall. And I'm just like, I don't like standing next to you. You make me feel bad about myself. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's, so, it's so crazy, but yeah, no. yeah. So, so football, I do remember you, you did a lot of the cross country and track too, right? Or not just, yeah. Just, yeah. You yep. were a runner. Yeah. I was, yeah. Mostly in, you know, the running stuff. Um, it was painful, but I, w I felt like I was good at it. Um, in fact, I still have a, 
a school record with um, a few guys there from my sophomore year um, with uh, Shaka Jones, uh, Johnny Evans, myself, and uh, man, I think his name was Chow. And they were all like upper, you know, they were like at least juniors or older. And I was a sophomore and uh, we went to state that year and we, we had a record time for the school. And I, last time I visited, it was a couple of years ago. Um, I, our record was still up. And in fact, um, Sheridan, Dan, uh, Dave Sheridan, uh, oh, yeah, Dan yeah, Sheridan. Yeah. I can't remember his first name. Dang it. Oh, so Sheridan, the science teacher, he, you know, he was our coach and he actually contacted me a, right, the year before COVID. Um, and he's like, Hey, what was your guys' time? What was your record? Because we have a team that's, we think we're going to break the record. And I'm like, this was it. I don't remember what it is now. I have a picture of it somewhere. And he's like, I think we're going to do it this year. And then, uh, I, I contacted him after school was out and everything. I was, did you do it? And he's like, no, we didn't beat your record. And I'm like, Oh, it's still standing. <laughs> You're like, Oh, shucks. I mean, you know, that sucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's, yeah. that's, that's awesome though. So yeah, I, I decided football really wasn't for me. Um, and plus I had run for Hennessy, um, which is the cross country coach. I ran for him in middle school, um, my eighth grade year. I really didn't figure out I was good at running until like eighth grade. And so, um, that's kind of when I started really taking advantage of my talent there. And, uh, anyway, he had come up to, uh, Franklin to, uh, to be the coach there. And so I ran for him and, um, he, he kind of convinced me to get away from the football because I wasn't built that way. And, and I, you know, now that I look at it, he, he was totally right. You know, when you're that age, you think you understand. And, and I think that, um, sometimes it takes an, an older, wiser perspective to, to help. It's just a matter of like trying to listen to that person, you know? Well, it's um, true what they say. Like now as adults, we look back on it and be like, ah, People were so right back then, but like as kids, we thought we were invincible and even kids to, to today, they think they're invincible. And so at 14, when you're not built like a football player, you're like, well, I can play football. I can do that. (laughs) Right. Nothing's going to stop me. Exactly. When I play pop Warner too, you know, like the middle school age, uh, football right there, uh, in that, in the, uh, yard next to the high school. Um, and, uh, you know, like a bunch of the guys that I played on there with, you know, they were on the football team, but they were like bigger kids, you know? And so I just, uh, I kind of just bowed out and, uh, you know, I went to a few practices in the summer and then I just decided that like, I'd probably be better across country. So I did that for every year, except I think my junior year, I tried for football again. Cause I was a little bit bigger. I kind of understood more. Um, so I ran cross country freshman and sophomore year. Um, then I, I think my junior year, yeah, I played football. Uh, and then, uh, my senior year, I ran cross country too. And then, yeah, every, every year I ran, uh, track and field and I wrestled my sophomore, junior, senior year. That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. That's one of those things that I, I wish I did more of in high school was just being participating more. I, uh, I, I didn't participate enough when I look back on it, but. Yeah. And I think, I think some, in some ways it was really good for me, um, to, to get, you know, some work, some stuff out, you know, as far as, um, just my, you know, my excitement and my, uh, over the topness, you know? Um, um, so that was one thing that did help me. Sometimes I wish I would have been able to just like, um, not 
be so involved. There's some, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I could have just like gone home and, you know, did something else that I enjoyed like art or something like that, you know? Um, but my, my father told me, he's like, well, it's either a job or sports. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll start running. So that's kind of how I had to deal with it. For sure. So we had a class together, I think sophomore year. It was like, um, Mr. Bigelow. I think that was his name. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, Mr. Bigelow. Uh, I, I yeah. wasn't there that was, often, uh, but <laughs> social economics or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 And I remember, I'm, I think it was that year, but you were on Oprah. I think, and uh, it was for for Tourette's. Was that what was yeah. that like? Kind of being uh-huh. in a kind of a, a big spotlight that, and then being as as a high school student, did that change things for you a little bit? Was that different for you? Um, I think the perspective of it was so. There's a big long story behind all this, so I can give you the backstory if you want everything. Um, Go for it. Okay, so basically, it all kind of started like eighth grade, I'm at track and field. I'm doing like high jump practice. Um, but okay. I, I take it back. There's actually a further beginning. So I'm at church. Right. And it's like icy outside. And, um, I go outside and my dad's out there and this kid across the street, I don't remember his name or anything. He's like yelling profanities at my dad, like egging him on. And I don't know if it was like aimed at me or I don't remember exactly. So my dad goes over to knock on the door. No one comes to the door. Anyway, he turns around to walk out and he slips on the ice on the steps and like falls to the ground. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he, he gets back, he gets in the car, we go home, whatever. So the next day I'm at school and these, these kids are like kind of, uh, mocking me as far as like, um, my dad getting hurt and like your dad, blah, 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 you know? And like, as a young kid kind of growing up, not necessarily like we're, I grew up, but like, I don't know how to explain, but like, I just had it in my mind that like, you don't disrespect your parents. Right. So like, I just stand up for my dad. So anyway, track practice comes, I'm doing high jump or whatever. And someone comes out and they're like, Hey, someone's here to fight you. And I'm like, what? So I, I run inside and, uh, these two kids, um, are waiting to fight me in this, um, in the area next to the gym. Well, um, anyway, fight ensues. I punch, I punch, Okay. So this kid, I don't know if I should say names. So we'll just say Bobby. So okay. <laughs> anyway, I, I punched Bobby in the eye and it like, it don't, I don't, it didn't like rupture his eye, but he started bleeding from his eye. And, uh, it like, it was pretty gnarly, like hit to the face. So anyway, I, that's about, I just punch him once and I walk off. Well, the next day, um, because he got home and his eye was all messed up, he had to go to the doctors and get it looked at and stuff. Well, they had called his parents had called the police um, so they came in and interviewed me, uh, or integrity, interrogated me or whatever you want to call it, um, in the office the following day. So, um, anyway, that gets all cleared up or whatever, you know, I tell my story and there's this whole, anyway, everything gets, gets cleared up. So I thought, right. So the next year, my freshman year, I was kind of a punk, like uh, just to be <laughs> like, and I, I feel really bad, like now that I'm older, like, um, even not as old as I am, but like years have gone by and I've just always like felt really bad for some of the way that I treated people in high school. Um, sometimes I was just a straight butthole and I, I wish I could apologize to everybody that I was such a jerk to, because like, I have such a different perspective of things now. Um, and, uh, it's weird how like age and maturity does that to you. But at the time, you know, like I didn't see it. I was just like a total 
I was such a douche. Growing up sucks. Oh, <laughs> Makes yeah. you realize what a like like you said, what a jerk you are as a teenager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I always like, I don't know, there's just all these events that I'm like, I regret doing that that one For time sure. or like, you know, so so fast forward to freshman year and we're in PE class and I don't remember the kid's name. And he had I never saw him after this. So and this is another reason I feel super bad, but he uh in gym class. You know, um, we were all like, kind of like playing basketball, whatever. And I was kind of teasing this kid a little bit and I think I pushed it a little too far. Um, so anyway, he took a swung, a swing at me and missed. Um, and I'm like, okay, you're going to regret that, you know? So after school, um, school's let out and I see this kid walking home. Well, um, I had like, uh, there's a couple, one of my cousins was a, was a junior. So he's a couple years older than me. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to go hunt this kid down. Cause he like took a swing at me and he missed. And I told him he'd regret it. Right. Like I said, dude, I was such a freak. I should just let it go anyway. So I start following him home and I shove him from the back a few times as he's walking home. I'm like, turn around and fight me, turn around and fight me. He wouldn't do it. And we get to this hedge and he just like takes off running. Um, gone, like ran home or whatever. So I went back to the school thought nothing of it well the next day the same police officer that dealt with me in this fight in eighth grade came to the school and talked with me again and this time it was like a lot more serious so uh they're you know they're painting me as like a a bad guy you know obviously i wasn't i wasn't a good kid anyway i i think sometimes i i made the right decision and sometimes i obviously was like very not making the right decision um so anyway, I, uh, interview with this police officer and they're going to like press charges and I had to go to court and all this stuff. And they said, well, we'll drop charges if you go to like anger management. And I'm like, okay. Cause like sometimes like I, I get really mad. I don't know why. And I freak out on people and stuff. And so I start talking to, uh, I go to this anger management thing and this lady is like, well, you, you live with Tourette syndrome. Like, what's that like? And I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's weird. Like, um, so wait, real quick, when did you, yeah. when, when did you find out that you had jobs? Oh, sorry. Uh, my dog was, uh, running. Oh, so I first, uh, I found out when I had Tourette syndrome, I was kind of, uh, let's see here, probably like 10 or 11, something like that. My parents okay. would notice these weird patterns with me gotcha. that like, um, the, the patterns, you know, it was like a tick, you know, a tick disorder. Sure. And, um, they, they just noticed that I kept ticking and stuff and they're like, well, something's going on with you. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know exactly what it is. So, you know, um, I just kind of just like kept living with it. Like, why do you do this? Why do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I just do, I just you do. know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just, I just move. I can't explain it. So they got, they took me to a neurologist and stuff and they diagnosed me with Tourette's and I'm probably like 10 or 11 is what, nine, 10, 11, somewhere in there. Okay. Okay, so then you're talking to this anger management lady and she's asking you about it. Yeah, what it's like to live with Tourette syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um and she's like, What's it like to live with Tourette? So I'm talking to her about, you know, what it's like to have Tourette syndrome. And she's like, you know, instead of um instead of having you go through anger management classes, I want you to write uh, like an eight page or twelve page essay or something about like what it's like to live with Tourette syndrome. And I'm like, Okay, I, I can do that. You know, like instead of like picking up trash or you know, like going to management classes or whatever. Um, cause I had to do like community service too. Right. So anyway, um, so instead of doing all that, she made me write this whole, uh, essay about what it's like to live with Tourette syndrome. So 
I submit it. So I, I write it. And at the time, my uncle was married to this woman um, that, I don't know, she's trying to be like a, like an actress or something. I don't know, but okay. it was weird. Okay. So anyway, she, <laughs> she, she reads it. She's like, oh, you should like submit this to like Oregonian or something. And I'm like, okay. She's like, I'll edit it for you. And we, you can submit it to Oregonian. I'm like, all right. So um, there's this magazine called react. I don't know if you remember that or not. It was like a teen, like insert. I in the Oregonian. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my story like went to them and they, they read the story and they're like, we want to do an article on you in, in the react uh, section. And I'm like, okay. So we had people come and like take photos and like talk to me and all this stuff. So that gets published and goes out. Well, some producers for 2020 saw it and they're like, Hey, like, do you want a spotlight and interview with John Stossel? Um, you know, we'll, we'll use a set. We'll put part of the segment about you. And I'm like, sure, that's cool. Whatever. So, so I, they fly me out to New York and we, um, you know, I interview with John Stossel and, and, uh, do that whole thing. They come to my house and like film my house and what it's like at school and running and all that stuff. So they do that. And then, um, that airs. And then about, uh, six months later, I get a phone call from the producers of Maury, uh, Maury Povich before he was like, you're not the daddy or whatever, you know, that whole thing. <laughs> Right. So, um, so he, the, the producer was like, Hey, we, we don't feel like you got enough airtime on 2020. Do you want to come to Maury? And I'm like, sure. So I flew me back out to New York and I went to on to Maury, um, and was there for a segment for that. And then, uh, that was pretty much the end of it. So I still okay. have those, those tapes. So they're on DVD now. And I show like, you know, I've showed my, my kids and my, like my wife's seen it a bunch of times and stuff. And what's weird is my wife actually told me that she remembers coming home from school one day and Maury Povich was on <laughs> and, and she actually saw my episode. Right. That's so she, crazy. she's actually, yeah, it was nuts. She's, she's from Utah. So I didn't even know her as a kid. Um, and just randomly, she's like, no, I actually remember this episode. And she specifically remember because of one of the other people in the episode. And so that's how she knew she had seen it before. And I'm like, this is weird. It's like so weird. Anyway, so fun little tidbit there. But yeah, that's so that's awesome. kind of like my story. So <laughs> did that, so did that kind of change anything for you with high school though? Did like, did you know, I you- feel like, um, I feel like it did boost some confidence. Like, I don't think, I don't know if I would have been as confident, um, as I became, if it wasn't for being on TV at the beginning anyway. And then I kind of felt my groove. Right. So, so like, um, like I said, like freshman year, I didn't feel super, um, you know, like I belonged. And then I don't know if anybody really does belong, you know, like it's it's kind of like, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's kind of like this weird facade, like, um, I know I'm rambling here, but you know, it's like, I, I actually read this thing about how, you know, there's like a thousand different versions of you and everybody's perspective of you is that version of you to them. Right. So are you ever really true, oh, that true makes sense. to yourself yeah, yeah. as yeah. Right. Cause people look at you through different lights. And so like, well, who is, who is Callie Kaysen? Well, I mean, I could be a thousand different people to a thousand, you know, a th- thousand different me to a thousand different people. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
so so it's it's just um uh it's just odd because like at the time you know i like i said i I didn't really feel like i fit in but like again what is fitting in so so i think i it it, i think it did help uh catapult me into my own as far as like maturity not maturity but like more like um confidence and things like that a little bit exactly like yeah um you know because i just i yeah it's just it's just weird like i I don't know. Like, and I think, and that all kind of happened during my sophomore year. Right. So like I said, I can find this correlation kind of, I wouldn't directly say that that had a direct impact, um, that I can like think, well, there's a pinpoint like section where like, yeah, I, you know, this is where, what gave me this boost of confidence because it kind of all happened at the same time. Right. Like I, I, I was on the, you know, 2020 and Maury Povich. And then like, I be, I found out like I was super good at track and field. So I was like, you know, that kind of helped me with my confidence as well. And so kind of all these things at one time. So I'd say it's part of a piece of the pie um, as far as like my confidence goes. But other than that, like it really, I don't know, like, I don't know if it really made a huge impact otherwise um, that I can think of. High school is such a a weird time as it is. And then, you know, our first experience with, you know, someone dealing with, you know, whatever it may be, it could have been anything. And so it's like, it's kind of one of those things that just sticks out, you know? So Right. Yeah, exactly. Remember. Yeah. So, and it is such a weird time, like figuring out who you're going to be as like a person, you know, like, yeah. um, again, that's why one reason why I feel really bad about a lot of stuff, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that I was like super bad, but I was like, there's times that I like cringe back to who I was and I see kids now and I'm like, man, it, if I would have just like changed who I was a little bit, I probably would have been a lot better person. Um, yeah. And so it's, I don't know. It's like, it's weird to reflect. Cause like, since we've been talking, you know, like, uh, it's like the, what could have like been like, I have the, what yeah, could have been all the time. Like, ah, you know, it could have yeah. been something different. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What it, about, um, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. we, I don't want to focus on, you know, what, a, what a jerk you were, <laughs> but what about, um, you know, positive times. Do you, what, do you have some positive moments in high school that stick out for you or that have, you know, something that you share with your kids or your wife or as you were getting to know your wife and you're like, you know, I remember back in high school, you know, do you have a positive times that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, like, you know, I still have like a, I'm part of a team that has has a track record that's still on the wall. You know, I mean, track and field is really a positive like outlet for me. Do you still Um, run today? That's still a passion of yours or? It is a passion of mine. Um, for a little while, man, about, Oh geez, like 10 years ago, I had hired a personal trainer to try and get me like, um, like I wanted to start competing against like college kids. Even though I wasn't in college, I just wanted to like see where my athletic ability was. Um, and I kind of held my own for, you know, a little while. Um, but now like I, it's still a passion, but it's like, I, I mean, it's mostly just like road running, you know, I don't do anything with like track and field, but there's a few events that they do like here in Utah. Um, there's thing called the Ragnar, which is kind of like uh, hood to coast. Okay. So okay. you basically like, you know, it's like a team of people and you're like in a van. And so like, I've done a couple of those and, um, I've done a few different running events, but like, I, I would say like, um, running still important to me. Like I really want, um, two of my kids, I really want to run track and field cause I just see a lot of potential in them. So I think for more than anything like that kind of, uh, makes me want to push them to do it just because I, I knew what a positive thing it was for me and the possibilities that are opened. If you, you know, if you are good at running, you know, right, 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 right. Do you stay in touch with anybody from high school today? Do you, do you still uh, obviously via social media and stuff, but do you still talk to yeah, anybody? 
not i mean not really uh jason dunbar um he him and i stayed friends outside of high school like after we graduated yeah and uh he i introduced him to my cousin and then him and her got married oh, that's um awesome. so so he's really like the only person i really like like seriously talk to and i only talk to him like once every couple months you know um it's weird because like I, I have interacted with a bunch of people just through like social media, but as far as like actual, like, um, hanging out or doing stuff, just cause like I'm a whole, you know, I'm like two States over. Right, right, right. Um, I just, you know, and everybody kind of gets displaced. I mean, there's a lot of people I think still left, you know, in Portland, but I feel like a lot of people from what it looks like have like moved to other States and stuff. And, you know, so I, it's not, and I, when I go back, I mean, I'm there to see family usually. Um, and not that the people in high school weren't, aren't still important to me. It's just that like, you know, there's other priorities I have. And, and, and so it's hard to like divvy out my time when I'm there for a week at a time, Yeah, you know, to like. And, and Dre and I were kind of talking about this. Uh, you know, it's crazy. It's like, it's been 20 years. Like a lot of things happen oh, in 20 years. Yeah. And when you right. say that out loud, it's like, yeah, 20 years. You're, it's, yeah. Things, things happen. People move away. Uh, you know, it's tough to, tough to stay connected over 20 years. Um, so yeah, shout out exactly. to those people that do keep those friendships strong and going. Cause it's, it's not easy. So yeah, yeah, um, exactly. It's, it's crazy. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about what happened after high school. So through social media, I saw you went to Weber state. What, what did you do after, after high school? So, yeah. So, um, so after high school, like I kind of like cleaned up a little bit, um, tried to like not be, I, I, st- I don't know if I would call myself a partier or anything in high school, but like, you know, like I, I just, I stopped like, I guess partying, you know, or like, right. um, I just kind of changed some things and I went on like on a Mormon mission, uh, for two years in North Carolina. So, okay. um, out there, I, uh, I learned a lot about myself and like what it's like to be on my own and kind of like figured out a lot of like personal, um, things like how I wanted to be as a person and just like, I don't know. I just wanted to change, you know? Um, so then I, um, while I was out there, this, um, I met this lady and she like, uh, basically was like, Hey, so like, I don't know if you know much about like more missions or not, but like basically you only can call home like twice a year. Oh, wow. Um, but you can like write letters all the time and all this stuff. So anyhow, the contact that I had, you know, that she, she's like, Hey, you should, uh, write my friend, like write her some letters and like, just see. So we kind of became kind of pen pals. Um, so the, the mission's usually two years. Um, and so the last nine months of my mission, I, I wrote who is now my wife. Uh, we wrote back and forth as pen pals. Um, she lived in Utah, but her dad had moved to Oregon, which is really weird. Um, he, he, uh, worked in like, uh, nursing homes okay. and kind of would go to nursing homes and like, um, you know, clean them up and stuff and, and like make them like suitable again. Right. So anyway, he had moved, um, to the Clackamas area. And so, you know, it wasn't very far from where I, where we grew up, you know? And so, um, anyway, she just randomly, she's like, Hey, I, w- I was going to like swing out and like live with my dad for a while. Um, around the same time that I was like coming home from North Carolina. Uh, so I was like, okay, so let's meet up. So we met up and then, um, yeah, decided to get married and then we've been married like uh it'll be 18 years in January. Wow, that's so long. So, Congratulations. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. It is a long time. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> it is a long time. You're right. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What did you do uh, for college? I mean, uh, what did so, you study? So, yeah. So basically, like, I got home. Um, I signed up for Clackamas Community. So I did Clackamas Community for, like, um, for, like, a couple semesters. Then I did... Um, Man, Portland, no, uh, what's the other community college up there? Mount Hood? Uh, no, the other Portland. Portland Community Portland? College. Portland, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I should I should know. <laughs> so I went to PCC. Yeah, I went to PCC for uh, um, a couple semesters. Um, and then, like, I just was doing, like, general, like, you know, like, generals and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, like, school just oh man i don't know if it was just like a lack of like discipline um as far as like getting schoolwork done and stuff but i was always distracted and i just i don't know i just felt like schooling wasn't really like for me so join the club uh, <laughs> i know dude it's, yeah geez yeah. um <laughs> so i mean i mean we're my wife and i've been married three years um and um her family was having some problems so we decided to move back to utah to help her family so when we did, I, I enrolled at Weber state and I did a semester at Weber state, um, and still just doing like generals, but like math has always been so hard for me. And it, it math 1050 or whatever was so difficult. I, I don't know why math is so bad, but anyway, math really is kind of like where I, I would drew the line. I'm like, I'm not going to do this anymore. So I got a job at a tire, like, like a tire place, <clears throat> tire shop. Um, and then I sent, so then, uh, my wife was like, I think I want to go back to school. So I, we put her through school. So she went to Weber and then went to, uh, university of Utah, got her master's degree in like physical education and health. Yeah. Um, and then I just kept working at the, the tire place. So, um, and so I, I manage a discount tire now. Um, so that's basically what I do. And she's a teacher. So. Um, I, so I went to a little bit of schooling and got some education, but nothing like nothing to the point where I have a degree or anything like that. You know, I just did some, some studies. And I, Um, I love that. I love that because I am such a person that is like, I I get it. Certain things you need to have the book smarts and you need to know it all and things like that, but you Mm -hmm. don't really need a piece of paper to you know, work your way up in a company. Like, you know, you started at the tire store, you know, maybe just doing grunt work, doing the ground bottom stuff. And then, you you know, now you're managing a whole store. You're managing, you know, your whole employees and things like that. Like you don't need a piece of paper to do that. That's that hands-on learning is so much more um, like beneficial to people. Like being able to just get that hands-on training in real world scenarios and stuff like that. So good for you. Congratulations on that. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's weird. Cause like for a long time, you know, a lot of our friends that we associated with and stuff, they're all like getting degrees or all in school. And I'm the only one that's working like a blue collar job. And I'm like, <laughs> right, right. you know, like I, I just like, Oh, I'm surrounded by, and even now I'm still surrounded by smart people. I just don't feel as bad about it. You know, like, um, most of like the people that, that were around have all like gone, you know, yeah, college educations. And I'm, I'm still like the blue collar guy, but at the same time, like, I don't feel bad about it. You know, the hands-on, the like, you know, like you said, like working up through a company. Um, I mean, working at the place was my schooling, you know, exactly. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. Um, and so you guys have been in Utah now for, for like 15 ish years then. 
Yeah. Yeah. We've been in Utah for 15 years. Um, it's cool. Cause like when I first moved here, um, um, shameless plug, but like, I, I have a podcast too, but it's about comics. All right. So, um, me, I, I met a couple buddies through some of my wife's high school friends. And, um, now we like, I've had a podcast for about 10 years. Uh, it's just a comic book podcast. So that's one of my biggest hobbies now is, um, like comic book collecting and, and reading, um, not so much like new stuff, but like more old, uh, comics, like before, you know, we were born and stuff. Um, any, any solid collectibles? Do you have anything worthwhile? Um, on anything? I, yeah, I've got a couple things, uh, awesome. worthwhile. In fact, I threw up. So for, for a long time, I avoided uh, selling stuff on eBay. Cause like, I'm just, I like to like, I don't know. I'm a collector. Right. So, right, right. um, but I got this one issue. What's kind of weird. Um, so my, my grandparents were on a trip to, uh, some place in the, in the country. I don't know. Anyway, they're on a plane flight and this guy was dressed up in this superhero costume. Um, the title of the, the comic was called black man. Um, and he's like Rastafarian colors and he had like uh, a cape and, uh, it was pretty cool. So anyway, like no, no known publisher that I knew of, like, I don't, you know, I still don't know who the publisher is. I mean, I, I had it in, it said it in the front cover, but it's nobody like reputable, you know, it's like just right. kind of like an independent published comic. So like I, I'm, you know, I look for it on eBay and there's only like, there's not really many mentions of them. And I, uh, so I threw it up on eBay and I, I mean, I got like quite a bit of money for it, like more than I thought I would ever see for a single comic book. And I'm like, there's no way that like this sold for that much. So I think that my most valuable is now gone because I sold it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that always happens. Dave, hey, at least you, you know you got you gotta enjoy it and you got a pretty penny out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was it was cool. Like I it was I kind of threw it up there as an experiment and then it like was successful. And then I'm like, oh, should I have sold it? But now it's gone. So oh well. But um yeah, and there's a few things I have, you know, that that are there's some sentimental, but there's also some um, you know, stuff that's worth like, I don't know, a few hundred bucks, but nothing like you know, nothing like amazing fantasy number 15 or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned early in the podcast, you know, your, your, your children and stuff and you, they're kind of some of their talents and things like that. What, what it yeah. was, you know, you said all girls, you have all girls. Yes. I have all girls. Uh, so that's gotta oldest. be interesting. <laughs> oh man. It's yeah. And especially like, Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I have a 16 year old, a 15 year old and a 10 year old. Wow. Um, yeah. And they're, um, so one of them is on drill team up here at, uh, Weber high school. One's a cheerleader at Weber high school on the varsity team. And then, um, my 10th, my, my 10 year old, she is like really into running. She's on the running club for her grade school. Okay. Um, so I, I feel like, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to get them to, to stay active and, you know, like participate, um, you know, in their school activities, um, just because it, it was such a positive experience for me. Um, you know, it, it push them, uh, lightly, but still push them, you know? So, um, so looking back at it and raising uh -huh. three girls, has that been yeah. kind of a life-changing moment for you? Did that like, even your 16 yeah. year old when she was born, is that kind of like, wow, I'm a dad now. And like, yeah, it was really, really weird. Um, you know, like the one time I can say something actually took my breath away. 
um, was like the birth of my, my kids, you know, seeing them That's come so to, awesome. to life and you're like, Oh dude, like I, I'm in charge of a person now, you know, like <laughs> right, right. how, yeah. how, how is that possible? You know? And, and so like to see, see your kids, you know, like get older and then, you know, um, become like, you know, when my, my middle daughter, she can like, you know, do like standing tucks and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, that's like, I never imagined that I would be able to produce someone that could do something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's shout so out beyond, to your wife like, then. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's uh, so cool though. That's, that's awesome. Well, thanks. Yeah. It's, and, and, and the challenge of like, um, having them, um, you know, just be like good people. You know, like that's the biggest thing of it is like, I don't care what, um, what race, creed, religion, uh, you know, sexual orientation, whatever it, to me, it comes down to just being a good person. Right. And like just raising children to be good people as opposed to these, I don't know. There's, there, do you, you feel know. like you're doing that? Do you feel like you're making that happen? Um, I feel like um slowly but surely yes it's it's really yeah. it is diff- more difficult say like doing it than it is saying it for sure um because it's just a matter of like tr- first of all like training myself from how i was in high school to like now um you know and like turning uh turning into the person i i would rather be and then like help help your children see that at a younger age so they don't fall into the same pitfalls that you do you know um and make better decisions so that they're successful in life, yeah. you know? Um, and so just trying to help them avoid certain things, but also encouraging them to do certain things, being their own person and being individuals and things like that, like trying to make sure that they're, they're staying true to themselves. Cor- correct. Yeah. Staying true to themselves. Um, and, but, but also like, you know, understanding what like a good person is, right. um, you know, and, and, and being able to do both. Cause I think, you know, um, you can get in these, you can kind of get in your, your own way sometimes, you know, like, Hey, that person, you know, treat me this way, you know, like I, you know, I, I want to fight them or I want to, you know, treat them this certain way because they were so mean to me, you know, and, it, and, but like helping them understand like, Hey, well, maybe that person's going through something that day and they, you know, maybe they're not always that way. Right. And so right. like helping them understand like other perspectives other than their own. I think is, is crucial. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we can, uh, let's, let's kind of wrap things up on this. And I think we've kind of touched on some of it already, but you know, um, comic books, raising your family, things like that. What, what's Callie do outside of work and family? What, what do you do to unwind? What are you doing for fun? What's, we, what's uh, happening these uh, days? well, I hike a lot. Like, well, I, I used to hike a lot. Um, I've, when the weather's nice, we try to hike or like do things as a family. Like we travel as a family a bunch. I never like travel on my own really. Um, I've been to Seattle a couple times with a couple buddies, uh, but other than that, like we usually travel as a family. So I'm trying to hit every continent. Um, I love traveling myself. I love traveling with my wife and and making it around and and doing what we can. Um, we keep yeah. it close home though. We our traveling is just within you know. United States. <laughs> We're not sure, uh, yeah. big on going out of the country just yet. We both want to kind of make our way over to Europe at some point and kind of do Spain and Italy and France and things like that. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll get there eventually. Well, if you get a chance, man, like France is like, I, I, I don't know if it's because I was in vacation mode or what, but like France is one of like my favorite places to go. It's just like so laid yeah. back and um, the nightlife was fun. And 
Uh, it's weird because they don't really have like grocery stores there. It's like you get oh. each individual item from like separate places. So like if you want bread, you have to go to like the bakery. And if you want like cheese, you have to go to like the cheese guy. <laughs> it's so old school though. I guess I, I see, I can appreciate that. Cause that's, it's, that's just how it was done in ye old days. Like, exactly. You know? yeah, yeah. So it's, that's so <laughs> right. cool that they kind of keep that, that, that feel about it. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I think we're both interested in, in making, making our way there and, and doing typical touristy Sweet. stuff and, and finding out what's going on. But, um, yeah, absolutely. Man, it's been so fun catching up with you. And I think everybody else is going to enjoy catching up with you and finding out what's been going on with you. Plug your podcast, man. Like, you know, where can people hear it and, oh, and how can they how can they find it? So um, you can find it basically where any like uh, podcasts are found. Uh, it's called uh, Cold Storage Podcast. It's not the crime one. It's called it's Cold Storage, a comic book podcast. Um, it's just me and a couple of my buddies, uh, just talking and reviewing books, um, from yesteryear of comic book age. (laughs) Um, so if you like a little bit of funny, irreverent humor, please uh, check it out. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, we'll make sure to link that down in the, in the show notes as well. So people will be able to find it. Um, Callie, man, it's been so fun catching up with you, everybody. This is Callie case and, uh, Franklin high school graduate. So, Hey, thank you again for doing this, man. Thanks Adam, man. I appreciate your time. And it was super fun for me to like hit the, uh, the trail to, uh, back to Franklin, you know, it was cool. So thanks so much. Thanks so much.